this ADHD life a podcast for people with ADHD, those who love us, and yes, even those who sometimes struggle to love us. Yes, welcome in indeed. Welcome to episode 10 of This ADHD Life. If you had asked me a year ago, Keith, do you think that you'll actually have 10 This ADHD Life episodes put out by the end of 2016? I would have said, no, I think I'm going to have 52 because I'd want to record one every week. But in reality, uh, that kind of was the thing. Like, I, I, I wanted to put out 52 episodes, and I called it down. I was like, oh, I want to put out 26 episodes. And then I just realized that life gets in the way. And for an adhd it can oftentimes be sort of neurotypical life. Stay tuned. I'll be talking about that a little bit. Of course, I'm fresh back from Chad. As I mentioned uh, last episode, I was getting ready to go to the Chad conference in uh, uh, out in Costa Mesa. And... Uh, let me tell you, I don't have a ton of stuff from that conference to share with you. Um, it'll be out in the coming months. Uh, I do have some topic ideas from the conference. But an interesting thing happened to me on the way back from the airport uh, in Atlanta uh, up to the house. Uh, we, we got an Uber. And I'm talking with the uh, the Uber driver, and I mean, he's just kind of all over the place with his mind and his thoughts. And I can tell a guy's very, very, very smart. And there's a thing that happens where you kind of have like an ADHD dar, and it's not that, you know, I could ever go out and diagnose someone. And, and certainly if I went and said, well, you could have ADHD, you know, that's not the basis for going out and drinking a ton of caffeine to see if it helps. But the way he was talking and what he was talking about had my spidey senses kind of tingling. And, you know, in a coaching situation, if I'm in an introductory call and someone says, well, do you think I have ADHD? I I feel it's perfectly appropriate to say, well, you know, there's some signs and symptoms that, yeah, maybe you should go get it checked out or, "Eh, you know, I I really don't know. I don't think so. But, hey, you should go get it checked out. Notice in both of those circumstances, I said you should go and get it checked out. Well, I I mentioned to this guy, um, I have to say it was after a long travel day. And as I mentioned, I think last episode, I don't take my medications on travel days because I'm immensely interested in what's going on uh, during travel. Lots of new shiny stuff and new people to watch and new experiences and whatnot. Uh, So I said to the guy, I said, you know, I'm just curious, have you ever been tested for ADHD? Because a lot of the stuff he was saying is stuff that I've either said or it's in the back of my mind and I haven't had the, the, the place to say it necessarily. And man, you would have thought I just called his mother a bad name. And it dawned on me that I tend to think of ADHD from a strengths-based context, right? I acknowledge there's a whole host of ways that my ADHD has hurt me in my previous life and and hurts me in my present life and probably will hurt me in my future life. I'm not going to go with that past, present, future again, although it's coming up to Christmas and I, I think there's a whole Christmas movie about that, right? But it occurred to me that I view it as a positive thing. And, and even if I didn't view it as a positive thing, I would want to know. I am so happy that I know that I have ADHD, that I can be treated for it, that I can get coaching myself for it, that I can at times go to my therapist and talk about different stuff about ADHD, that I can research really in, into the articles that are best for ADHD that speak to me. If I didn't know that, I'd still be spinning kind of out of control. And who knows what would have happened? I might have blown through all of the savings that I had and I could be destitute right now or homeless. You just never know. But but bear with me here. I get 
all the negatives out there. But when I asked that guy whether he had been tested for ADHD, I felt like I was giving him a compliment. Now, I, I know those of you that are, are the loved ones of ADHDers right now might be going, compliment? That is the craziest thing that I have heard you say, Keith. But yeah, that, that's in my mind, is when I hear that someone's ADHD, I immediately clue into the, oh, great, well, this guy thinks about the world differently and, you know, may have these strengths and yada, yada, yada. And so I didn't even consider that this guy may have been insulted. And so if he's listening to the podcast, I apologize to him for that. I, I apologized in the moment. But you have to realize when I record these shows and when I talk to people out in public about ADHD... Oftentimes, if I admit I have ADHD, people look at me and they, they look at me like, wow, you just admitted that you killed someone. Well, no, I just admitted that I have an actual diagnosed medical condition. Likewise, when I was diagnosed and I decided to go into coaching, I changed my LinkedIn. And the most frightening part for me with changing my LinkedIn was admitting that I was trying to get out of the IT field and get into something totally different. Right. I felt like I was closing a door in a sense. But it wasn't that I felt I shouldn't be disclosing my ADHD because for me, it's a strength and I'm, I'm not saying that you should disclose your ADHD. I've talked about that before, but I never thought of how the world is going to somehow view me more uh, negatively, right? And, and only recently have I ever thought, oh man, if I went into IT, maybe I shouldn't have posted all that stuff about ADHD and maybe that would hurt in the interview process and oh, da, 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 da. And then I kick myself and go, well, your plan is not to go back to IT. So how about we not worry about that stuff right now? Anyway, just a story I had to share with you because I, I should have known that saying, you know, hey, have you been tested for ADHD might have offended him based on what I saw at the chat conference. All right, so short-term memory, in my case being what it is, I don't remember how much I said about the Chad Conference or not. Chad is a wonderful organization out there. It's the Children and Adults with ADD organization. Although, frankly, they, they primarily focus on helping children and their families uh, with ADHD and its struggles, its, uh, its negatives. But the conference that they put on is, you know, the largest conference in the U.S. It's, it's one of the few that I know of. And they bring in psychologists and psychiatrists and experts from, from all over uh, the U.S. And, and I'm sure they've brought in uh, people from outside the country as well. It's, it's really the place you go for new ADHD information uh, and, and really networking uh, if you're in the ADHD realm. But you have to realize, or I had to realize, and what I really learned this year, and by the way, this is only my second year going to the conference, is that they approach everything from a risk-based approach. Uh, so meaning that, uh, oh, okay, if your kid has ADHD, oh, well, he's at risk for not completing his homework and uh, not getting good test grades. Oh, they're at risk for social skill problems. Oh, they're at risk for X, Y, and Z. And I'm not saying that, that any of that is, is untrue, because certainly there's, there's risks. I mean, ah, I could probably do about 12 podcasts just on the social skills problems I've had over the past year. But the thing is, it is a very risk-based conference, um, you know, trying to deal with the, the risks and the, the trouble that, that us ADHDers have. And of course, in my business, what coaching is all about is trying to build on the strengths. It's a strengths-based approach. And the, the organization that I volunteer for, ADA, which, by the way, stands for the Attention Deficit Disorder Association, 
also tries to approach things from a strengths-based thing. Maybe you could think of it as good cop, bad cop, but I'm not saying Chad is bad. It's just with, with adults and with coaching and, and with Ada, we tend to try to focus on the strengths. We try to minimize the risks. The weird thing is that most of the time when we're talking about risk, we're really talking about risks in the neurotypical world, right? So, uh, you know, if I'm an ADD or that can't get my taxes done, well, there are risks for not doing that. And yes, I get that the, the rules are made by society, but taxes may just not speak to, to a 180 ADHD. They do to me. I actually gamify the thing. I think I mentioned that I, I like doing my taxes. If you think about the case of an ADHD child, uh, maybe a seven-year-old that can't sit still in school, that can't stop fidgeting or, or something like that, we try to cram them into sort of the, the average environment, the neurotypical environment. And, you know, who knows? Maybe someday we'll see ADHD schools. Uh, I, I think there actually are a few that are trying to come into existence or actually already are in existence. Uh, again, short-term memory. I, I think I might have picked up a pamphlet at the Chad conference. But when you think of risk, it's all about how ADHDers and the ADHD interacts with the neurotypical world. And the thing is, and I mentioned this a long time ago, that a lot of times trying to conform to that world, a world which we literally don't understand, brings us sadness. And of course, there are times that we have to conform. Taxes are one of them, for example. There are times we must conform. And when I talk to my clients, I try to get them focused on where they must conform versus where they have some freedom to conform or not. And the interesting thing is that this impacts me as well. And maybe it's not interesting to you, but it's interesting to me because, you know, sometimes as humans, we like to think, well, we're above all that. Well, not necessarily. See, I had a meeting with my mentor coach yesterday, and I, I think I've mentioned before that I have a coach myself and, and, and most well, all good coaches have coaches themselves. And something I've been struggling with is putting together a rates package. And again, this is not advertising for my coaching business. This is just letting you kind of into my brain a little bit. Not that you want to spend much time there. But I'm having a problem or was having a problem putting together coaching packages. Because you see, I constantly get the, the question of, well, what about affordable coaching? Oh, well, that, that's a loaded word. You know, what's affordable to one person is not necessarily affordable to another. And by the way, people may have different definitions of what is a must versus a need. So if you have a $300 a month uh, cable internet cell phone package and you tell me you can't afford a certain level, a certain rate of coaching, uh, well, no, let's say you're choosing to have, you know, cable and all the bells and whistles on your cell phone and, and you might be able to afford coaching. But but that's not my point. The point is that I, I had this sort of agenda about what I was going to charge. And, and I was putting myself into the neurotypical world. I'm saying, oh, well, you know, I have to charge every client the same. My, I have to put packages on my website. And when I talk to people, I have to tell them my rate. And everything has to be the same. And, ah, oh, well, but then how do I help people that genuinely can't afford my rate? You know, there are plenty of people that just circumstances in life, they can't afford my rate. Well, that got me just down a rabbit hole of stank. Let me just tell you that. And man, that should have been the title. Uh, yeah, no, that's going to be the title. It, it, by the way, spoiler, not spoiler, but it, the title was going to be Neurotypical Nonsense. Uh, please, please don't steal that because I'll probably use that in another episode. But yeah, r rabbit hole of stank is the, is the title. So much so that I'm going to pause.
All right, so that's written down because did I mention I have problems with short-term memory? All right. So that got me into this rabbit hole of Stank where I didn't want to charge anybody anything and I couldn't come up with the perfect rate. And then you try to put into play and, and anybody that started a business probably knows this is you need to have a business plan and you need to have all these ducks in a row for I'm going to have X number of clients at Y rate per month. And, and this is going to be how much uh, I bring in a year. And this is going to be what taxes are. And oh, by the way, I need to budget for Chad 2017 and the ADHD coaches organization conference and this and that and the other thing. Wait a minute. That all sounds neurotypical to me. Yeah, I'm not saying it's a bad thing to do, certainly a good thing to think about, but in general, uh, us ADHDers tend to like to do things sort of off the cuff. You know, instead of having probably a 12-page business plan, we need like half a page of business plan of just like, you know what, I want to make X number of dollars next year, I will figure that out next year. All right. Is that my uh, my goal setting workshop for you? No, not necessarily. You, you need a little bit more intricacy to goal setting. But hopefully my hyperbole resonates with you a little bit and you kind of understand what I'm saying there. So this has set me off into a whole different way of thinking about what I need to charge, how I'm going to charge it, and, and whether or not I need to charge every single client the exact same amount. In fact, in some ways, I kind of want every single client to be paying something different because then it's just kind of interesting to me. Like, why do we have to live in this world where everybody's going to pay, I don't know, $2.99 for a gallon of milk? And here, here's the funny thing. If you look at countries outside of the United States, a lot of bartering goes on. Like part of the process, part of the buying process, part of the fun of the buying process is bartering. Rather than walking into the Apple store and buying a $25 gift certificate, you might walk in there and go, well, not Apple, but you might walk in there and go, uh, that $25 certificate, I want to buy it for $24. Who knows? That might happen places, right? Certainly if they're on sale. So that's, that's got my, my whole way of thinking about this whole coaching business, what I'm going to charge, what my packages are going to be, how I'm going to help those that are truly in a position where they cannot pay my rate for coaching right now. Right. And my hope would be that that through coaching, they would build themselves up to a point where they could pay my rate. That's part of what coaching is about is focusing on the strengths and getting you to a point in life that you could have never imagined being before. Or maybe you've imagined it, but you can't actually imagine getting there. The whole thing, though, is that I was focused on sort of a neurotypical way to do things. And yesterday it came out of me that I, I now have about a dozen different ways that I could do coaching in my lifetime, right? For example, if I could just get, I don't know, uh, four clients to pay me $10,000 a year for coaching, uh, I, that would be fine. If I could do that for 2017, I'd be perfectly happy. I would never market. I would never have any other packages. That is certainly one way to do it. Now, I have a limiting belief that, that believes that's probably not going to happen. Although if, if you're interested in being coached for a year at 10 grand, just let me know. Info at thisadhdlife.com. That's just one of the ways. And so now I am unstuck. I have like dozens of different ways that I could do all of this. But when I was stuck in that neurotypical way of doing things, that didn't work so well. Okay, I'm not going to try to beat this horse to death, even though it might already have been happening. So here's an interesting thing. I'm going to commit to doing three podcasts this month. I, I'm sorry. That is actually spontaneous laughter because uh, I, I committed to that in October and man, did, was that a terrible plan. Uh, but the thing is, I actually have the next two episodes planned. 
Uh, and hopefully you will stick with me for them next week. And I will be releasing this next week by the end of the week. Uh, I am going to have my ADHD gift guide. I'm not saying that it's going to be a full show that it's going to be, you know, 20 or 30 minutes. It could be five. It It could be 45 because some of these things I really, really like, but there are things in my own life that I have purchased that I really think are great for ADHDers. And I'm not talking about the fidget cube, because if you're in the ADHD world, you have heard about the fidget cube and I still haven't gotten mine. And I I don't know whether it's going to be great or not. Uh, I'll tell you, by the way, spoiler alert. Um, I, I have these, uh, friction erasers, F R I X I O N erasers that I bought. And I, I find myself, uh, actually playing with those on conference calls more than I play with my uh, squeeze toys or anything like that. So fidget cube will be interesting. I'm going to put a link in these show notes uh, in case you want to go buy those erasers. There's just something about being able to slide them out and in and back and forth. I don't know. It's just, it's really awesome. So that's next week, the following week. Well, I'm not going to tell you exactly what I'm going to be saying. However, I encourage you, if you're an ADHD or, and an, I don't know, really, if you're a neurotypical, because I think this applies to everybody, do not get into the, the trap of trying to set New Year's resolutions. Just don't do it. If you're, you're in the process of trying to do it, stop. Just tear up the paper. Don't do it. Listen to my episode in a couple weeks before Christmas. And then if you want to do some, some New Year's resolutions, that's fine. Uh, but I, I think what I have to say will maybe, uh, I don't know. I think it makes sense. It makes sense to me. Hopefully it will to you. Okay. So I don't know. GarageBand is telling me I'm at the 18 minute mark and, uh, I'm sure it's probably shorter once I edit few, few things to cover here. So I mentioned to you it's, it's episode 10 and I made an agreement with myself that once I hit episode 10, I would do more publicity. I would try to get this podcast better known. And so I'm starting to put that into play. Likewise, I had also said that I would start a, uh, something on a platform called Patreon. And by the way, if you hear the microphone banging, I apologize. I have it in a different position today and, and apparently I'm talking with my hands and uh, I apologize. Uh, but I said that I would start a Patreon and Patreon is actually something that very much speaks to my ADHD mind. It's a platform where if you get value for the content you're listening to, you can support the creators producing the content. Patreon.com slash this ADHD life is the place to go if you would like to help contribute and offset the costs of, uh, of producing this podcast every eh, twice a month, let's say. The best thing is for me, I have said it so it's on a per creation basis, which means that every time I produce an episode, you will be uh, charged for, or an accrual will happen. Uh, so at the end of the month, you'll be charged uh, for that episode. So for example, if you sponsor at a dollar a month, or a do- sorry, a dollar an episode, chances are good that you would only be billed about two bucks a month. In December, it would be three bucks a month. But this is the great thing, is you can set a limit. So if for some reason one month I decide to do, I don't know, six podcasts, you can set your limit and say, no, I only want to be charged $4 a month total at the maximum. So if I do six, it's almost like you get two for free at that point. But that's not the point. The point is there is no risk to it. I'd very much appreciate if you would support me there. And by the way, Patreon is one of the ways that I'm going to help 
those less fortunate ADHDers, those who truly can't afford full rate coaching. The great thing about Patreon is it has goals and I have some goals set up on the site that if I achieve a certain amount per episode, then I can take on a scholarship client. And I have a few different goals that way. That speaks so much to me. So if you decide to contribute, if you decide to, uh, to help support the show, you may actually be helping me coach other people in the future. So again, patreon.com slash this ADHD life. As always, I am available info at this I'd love to hear your questions. I'd love to hear your feedback. I would love to, at some point have a show where all I do is respond to listener feedback and questions that is up to you as well. Info at this ADHD life. You can join our Facebook page or like our Facebook page, facebook.com slash this ADHD life. You can find out how little I tweet on Twitter at this ADHD life. You're sensing a trend here. And even, uh, we have a Google plus page. I I didn't realize that until a couple people signed up for it. Oh, and by the way, there's a mailing list. Go to this ADHDlife.com. You can sign up for a mailing list. Uh, I'll tell you what, it is solo traffic because I've I've had it now. I've had a couple subscribers since September, and I've published zero posts to that. But you can join that as well. Oh, one last thing. If you could help me out, I am considering releasing these podcasts in video. I'm not sure why, because I'm not necessarily the most photogenic person. I talk with my hands a lot and whatnot, but if you would like a video version of this podcast or just like to see it recorded live with uh, all the sort of gaffes and mistakes and rework I do, uh, again, info at thisadhdlife.com or just leave a comment over at uh, facebook.com slash thisadhdlife. It's something I'm considering for 2017. If I get a few people saying, yeah, that's something we'd really like, then I will make that happen in the new year. Also, I apologize if uh, the vocal is a little off. I am in the middle of a cold, getting over a cold. I'm not sure what, but I can I can tell that my voice is starting to wear down a little bit. Apologies for that. Uh, self-care is so important this time of year. We have so much going on. Family demands, work demands, because people are on vacation and, you know, you have uh, tight deadlines and you want to get onto vacation. There's gift giving and you're trying to stay on a diet, but you're going to holidays parties. Oh, and there's the holiday parties and the travel. And there's all of this stuff at the holidays. Self-care is so important. So I, I, this is the time of year that this applies most. Remember, if you can't take care of yourself, if you won't take care of yourself, if you don't take care of yourself, how the heck are you going to take care of anybody else? Have a great week. Tune in next week for my ADHD gift guide episode. I will talk to you then. Mm-hmm.